0: I'm only human, after all, and you're only human, after all, don't put the blame on me. Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, and the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 29 Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, and Syrian like a wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all say, glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Job chapter 39 38 verse 39 through chapter 39 verse 12 Can you hunt the prey for the lion or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their dens or lie in wait in their covert Who provides for the raven its prey when its young ones cry to God and wander about for lack of food Do you know when the mountain get, mountain goats give birth do you observe the calving of the deer? Can you number the months that, fu- that they fulfill, and do you know the time when they give birth, when they crouch to give birth to their offspring and are delivered of their young? Their young ones become strong. They grow up in the open. They go forth, and they do not return to them. Who has let the wild ass go free? Who has loosed the bonds of the swift ass to which I have given the steppe for its home, the salt land for its dwelling place? It scorns the tumult of the city and does not hear the shouts of the river, of the driver. It ranges the mountains and it as its pasture, and it searches after every green thing. Is the wild ox willing to serve you? Will you spend the night at your crib? Can you tie it to the furrow with ropes, or will it harrow the valleys after you? Will you depend on it because its strength is great, and will you hand over your labor to it? Do you have faith in it that it will return and bring your grain to your threshing floor? First Corinthians chapter twelve, verses one through three. Now concerning concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Good morning and welcome to the second Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come from Psalm 29, and they continue in Job 38 and 39, and finally in uh, with First Corinthians 12. Um, and the, the Job reading has been uh, sequential for several days, and God is, you know, challenging Job. You know, who are you, basically? It's this reminder um, that God not only is in charge, but that Job isn't and his friends aren't um but it's this short passage in corinthians first corinthians that caught my eye it was because of studying that i've been doing for my next book project and you might have seen it on social media but um i'm uh researching and and drafting um stuff for a book that i'm currently I'm tentatively titling, uh, God is a grunt and other good news for GIs. And some of the research I've been doing is into, you know, where, you know, what is the military, what is the military formed for? And, um, I'm, I'm using this kind of like a a priori assumption, this, um, saying or claim that was, um, advanced by Walter Wink, um, in his powers trilogies, um, naming, engaging, and unmasking the powers. Um, in it, one of his kind of his own a priori assumption is that um, the powers, and that is the institutions and organizations, the characters, the character that they kind of make up. Is something like an angel or principality or power, like described in Revelation, and so when um, John is writing to the angels of the churches, he's writing to the churches, but to the kind of thing that the churches have become. You know what kind of character they have if they're, you know, merciful or maybe they're um, uh, stuck up. You know these um, organizational kind of behaviors or or. Um, tendencies and that's what he says powers are and he says that the powers all of them because they are made by humans um, they are created good they have fallen into corruption and they are, they are in need of redemption um and take uh, we'll, call, we'll say uh, banks for example or a bank um it, it, you know, they're created good. They hold money for us, and they allow us to loan money, for example. But it's become corrupt. Uh, it's led by greedy individuals and capitalism, and you know, dog-eat-dog kind of stuff. And it's, of course, in need in, of redemption. Well, I take this tack with the military. The military was created good. It's in, it's fallen into corruption. And It's in need of redemption. Um, and so I'm looking into what the Roman military was at the time when Jesus was um, preaching and when the apostles were um, wandering around and Paul was writing his letters. And one thing that uh, has come up is this word pagan, pagani in, in Latin. And pagans weren't necessarily heathens. It's not that there was a group that did a certain kind of that uh, who worshipped in a certain way or f- refused to worship in a certain way. Pagan is uh, like the, the military slang pogue, personnel other than grunt. They are uncivilized. They don't know what they're talking about. They um, pogue, I should say, as it only exists in reference to grunt. And so pagans only existed uh, as they related to Romans' citizens or civilization we'll say. So pagans weren't only rural, country bumpkin, uncivilized, you know, backwoods types. It was also um distinct distinctly uh militarized language. A pagan was a civilian. A man, a weirtus or weir, um, they were not just um men as they were um but they were also soldiers or they had served so they were veterans and that was that was part of uh, the social hierarchy and so pagans were um especially within the Roman military that you that word was used much like civilian is today there's something other and also lower than um and the The significance of that um, Paul's talking about when you, when you were pagans, when you were uncivilized, and the church, just like any human institution has for for a long time if not forever, always created these social hierarchies to you know identify um, uh, you know the good things and the bad things that it wants to promote um, and Paul here is saying, look, when you were less than Christian or, or you were outside the fold, um, this is what that term pagan means. It's people that are non-members of whatever group that you're talking about. It's a, it's diminutive, but it isn't necessarily insulting. Um, there was a, uh, a hierarchy implied in uh, pagans and citizens um, or Pagans and soldiers, um, but it wasn't necessarily an insult to say it. Um, it was simply a way of saying, "Look, you're you're something other than what we are." And so, um, written through, you know, the the New Testament, are um, soldier stories and and uh, examples of the flipping of the the pagan citizen kind of. I shouldn't say citizen, but pagan civilized. We all assume that we're civilized, and people who aren't are pagans. And that goes for the military, too. We think that we are hot shit, and we think that, um, uh, you know, we're, you know, there's nothing that we can't do, and everybody else that hasn't, like, I don't know, signed up for the military, which is weird, because we live in a world and a society where it's not assumed that you will be in the military. In Rome and most um, civilizations and cultures through history, it was assumed if you were a male and you were in good health, you were also a soldier, or you could be called upon to be a soldier. Um, And we live in this odd context uh, post-1974 where we don't, we're an advanced society, and we don't require military service. And that was actually Not unlike Rome, when it started the the late empires, it began to um, corrode. But anyway, um, I noticed that the the speak of um, or the the mention of pagan and and how that was used in Paul's time to distinguish between social classes um, or social realities and groups. Um, And so the the church too has had this way of calling out pogues or this way of calling out pagans and non-members. Um, not necessarily as an insult, but as a way of, frankly, trying to feel better about what it is that we are and what we do um, by calling the other things uncivilized and clumsy and uh, things of that nature. Um, but the there's this other strand, and I'm all... Close with this, this other strand of Christianity. It seems distinctively Christianity, in which believers um, identify with the pagans. They become wretched. They become, uh, you know, the, the tradition of the holy fool in the in um, Eastern European countries. Um, there's a strand that that takes that even that kind of social structure of look, we've we've got it together and they're still trying to figure it out, and flips it on their head. And um, we see examples of that in Scripture when, for example, David is bringing the tabernacle, the, the Ark of the Covenant, into Jerusalem. And his, I think his wife, I can't remember if he was married at that time, but uh, Michal, Solomon's, or I'm sorry, Saul's daughter, sees him dancing naked in the streets <laughs> And he says, I'm going to become even more um, debased and wretched than this. I'm going to become even more humiliated than this um, and dance all the more. I think maybe that's when he strips his clothes off. I can't remember. Um, So there's a lot of room in the the Christian tent for thinking through what it means to be a member of this group, Um, not only to kind of accept uh, every other social institution's you know, assumption that we have it together and they don't. But also the the tradition that um, insists with many of the saints that um, that the last shall be first. And if that's true, then, well, by God, I'm going to try and be the lowliest, scummiest, poorest, smelliest, wretched um, grunt that I can be um, in the hopes that um, my reward will, will come later. A prayer for the mission of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. Mm -hmm. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.